0: welcome to coastline church seeking renewed faith in humboldt county by being settled and secure in god's love to learn more visit coastline4square.com. well hallelujah the best sunday of the year <laughs> he indeed has risen yes so we left the Lord the last time um, I spoke uh, in Passover, that was the Friday right before he was betrayed, and now today we're celebrating his resurrection, and that actually coincides with the Feast of first fruits, and he became our first fruit if we uh, listen to the scripture. Today we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 15 and going through that via the message style, and uh, the Lord said in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 20, um, I'm going to read this and this alone, uh, it's not on the overhead, in the King James Version, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, which in their time, that was a, another name for uh they have died and actually you know that Jesus wasn't the first to be resurrected I can I think I listed at least eight places so far in one of those places there were several that were raised from the dead but he was the first fruit to raise from the dead and not die again so that's why he's the first fruit that's why we can now follow with him amen okay So here's Paul, he's writing a letter to the believers in Corinth, starting with uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verses one and two. Friends, let me go over the message with you one final time. This message that I proclaimed and that you made your own. This message on which you took your stand and by which your life has been saved. I'm assuming now, that your belief was the real thing and not a passing fancy, that you're in this for the good and holding fast. The first thing I did was place before you what was placed so emphatically before me, that the Messiah died for our sins exactly as the scripture tells it, that he was buried, that he was raised from the dead on the third day, again, exactly as the scripture says, that he presented himself alive to Peter than to his closest followers. I think it's very interesting on that he presented himself alive to Peter. Do you remember what Peter did? He denied him, not once, not twice, but he denied him three times, he betrayed him. And then with a little girl, he said, I I, I never knew him, never knew him. That is the love of the father through his son, Jesus. That's the love of Jesus being expressed there. I'll tell you, if we were God, I don't think we would have chosen the one that betrayed or um, denied knowing him, but that's the love of Jesus. And then to his closest followers, the disciples. And we continue reading, and later to more than 500 of his followers, all at the same time, most of them still around, although a few since have died. And he then spent time with James and the rest of those he commissioned to represent him and that he finally presented himself alive to me. It was fitting that I bring up the rear. Remember, he said he was the least of all the apostles. So that's, uh, that's cool that he says it that way. I don't deserve to be included in that inner circle, as you well know having spent all those early years trying my best to stamp God's church right out of existence. But because God was so gracious, so very generous, here I am. And I'm not about to let his grace go to waste. Haven't I worked hard trying to do more than any of the others? Even then, my work didn't amount to all that much. It was God giving me the work to do God giving me the energy to do it so whether you heard it from me or from those others it's all the same we spoke God's truth and you entrusted your lives verses 12 to 15 now let me ask you something profound yet troubling if you became believers because you trusted the proclamation that Christ is alive risen from the dead, how can you let people say that there is no such thing as a resurrection? If there is no resurrection, there is no living Christ. There is a sect of Jewish leaders uh, that were known as the Sadducees. I always learned in school the reason why they were sad, you see, is because they didn't believe in the resurrection, that's how they taught us in Sunday school, so that's that's what who he is referring to in that uh, part of the scripture, and we go on. And face it, if there's no resurrection for Christ, everything we've told you is smoke and mirrors, and everything you st- staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. Not only that, but we would be guilty of telling a string, of bare lies about God. All these affidavits we passed on to you, verifying that God raised up Christ. Sheer fabrications if there's no resurrection. If corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't because he was indeed dead. And if Christ weren't raised, then all you're doing is wandering about in the dark, as lost as ever. It's even worse for those who died hoping in Christ and resurrection because they're already in their graves. Now, Paul, during this time that he's talking to the people in Corinth, which I always I think that's interesting that he was talking to a whole city of believers and not just one uh, place between four walls. He had just finished in chapters 12, 13 and 14 talking about his counsel regarding, you know, the spiritual gifts and love is the primary thing and um, the, the counsel of public worship. And now he's in chapter 15 and he's giving his counsel regarding the resurrection. He's trying to make the firm argument that there's a certainty of it, and he's even taking into consideration some of the objections that have come up, and then he's concluding again to appeal to, to uh, the people at Corinth, and uh, by virtue of the fact that we're reading this, to appeal to us as well. We go on reading. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. But the truth is that Christ has been raised up, the first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. So as I said, he's the first raised up to not die again and that there was at least eight mentions of a previous resurrection and then one that said many saints in Matthew 27. So many saints were resurrected that time. Now we go on to verses 21 through t- 28. There is a nice symmetry in this. Death initially came by a man, and resurrection from death came by a man. Everybody dies in Adam. Everybody comes alive in Christ. But we have to wait our turn. Christ is first, then those with him at his coming, the grand consummation When, After crushing the opposition, he hands over his kingdom to God the Father. He won't let up until the last enemy is down and the very last enemy is death as the psalmist has said he laid them low one and all he walked all over them when scripture says that he walked all over them it's obvious that he couldn't at the same time be walked on when everything and everyone is finally under God's rule the son will step down taking his place with everyone else showing that God's rule is absolutely comprehensive a perfect ending. Why do you think people offer themselves to be baptized for those already in the grave? Great. If there's no chance of resurrection for our corpse, if God's power stops at the cemetery gates, why do we keep doing things that suggest he's going to clean the place out someday, pulling everyone up on their feet alive? And why do you think I keep risking my neck in this dangerous work? I look death in the face. Practically every day. I live. Do you think I'd do this if I wasn't convinced of your Resurrection and mine as guaranteed by the resurrected Messiah Jesus Do you think I was just trying to act heroic when I fought the wild beasts at Ephesus? Hoping it wouldn't be the end of me Not on your life. It's resurrection resurrection always resurrection that undergirds what I do and say The way i live if there's no resurrection we eat we drink the next day we die and that's all there is to it but don't fool yourselves don't let yourselves be poisoned by this anti-resurrection loose talk bad company ruins good manners i thought it was interesting here that a lot of times we quote that scripture but this was in the context Um, of the resurrection, I looked up that word uh, manners and it meant habits, customs, or morals. Actually, it wasn't like, yes ma'am, no ma'am, but it was morals or even customs and habits. Verse 34, think straight, awaken to the holiness of life, no more playing fast and loose with the resurrection facts. Ignorance of God is a luxury you can't afford in times like these. Aren't you embarrassed that you've let this kind of thing go on as long as you have? Some skeptic is sure to ask, show me how your resurrection works. Give me a diagram. Draw me a picture. What does this resurrection body look like? If you look at this question closely, you realize how absurd it is. There are no diagrams for this kind of thing. We do have a parallel experience in gardening. You plant a dead seed, soon there is a flourishing plant. There is no visual likeness between a seed and a plant. You can never guess what a tomato would look like by looking at a tomato seed. What we plant in the soil and what grows out of it doesn't look anything alike. The dead body that we bury in the ground and the resurrection body that comes from it will be dramatically different. You will notice that the variety of bodies is stunning, Just as there are different kinds of seeds, there are different kinds of bodies, humans, animals, birds, fish, each unprecedented in its form. You get a hint at the diversity of resurrection glory by looking at the diversity of bodies, not only on earth, but in the skies, the sun, the moon, the stars, all these varieties of beauty and brightness. I thought it was interesting when Jerry was uh, singing one of the songs that it mentioned exactly one of them. In fact, we could have left after the song uh, in worship time because it was just a beautiful picture of the gospel. And we continue reading. And we're only looking at pre-resurrection seeds who can imagine what the resurrection plants will actually be like. This image of planting a dead seed and raising a live plant is a mere sketch at best, but perhaps it will be in approaching the mystery of the resurrection body. But only if you keep in mind that when we're raised, we're raised for good, alive forever. The corpse that planted is no beauty, but when it's raised, it's glorious. Hallelujah on that one. Put it in the ground weak, it comes up powerful. The seed sown is natural, the seed grown is supernatural. The same seed, the same body. But what a difference from when it goes down in physical mortality to when it is raised up in spiritual immortality. Verses 45 to 49. We follow this sequence in Scripture. The first Adam received life. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Physical life comes first, then spiritual. A firm base, shaped from the earth. A final completion, coming out of heaven. The first man was made out of the earth, and people since then are earthy. The second man was made out of heaven, and people now can be heavenly. In the same way that we work from our earthy origins, let's embrace our heavenly ends. I need to emphasize, friends, that our natural earthy lives don't in themselves lead us by their very nature into the kingdom of God. Their very nature is to die. So how could they naturally end up in the life kingdom? 51 to 57. But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery, I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die, but we are all going to be changed. You hear a blast and all blasts from a trumpet. And in the time that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of death, up and out of their grace, beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we will all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come true, death swallowed by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening and the law code guilt that gave its leverage, its destructive power. But now in a single victorious stroke of life, All three, sin, guilt, death, are gone. The gift of our master, Jesus Christ. Thank God. Will all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the master, confident that nothing you do for him is a waste of time. I want to read that again. With all this going on for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourselves into the work of the master, confident that nothing that you do for him is a waste of time or effort. Just two more slides and we'll be done. Someone can finish their nap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I love you. laughs> Raise means to awake from sleep or to rise or to produce or to cause to be born so first we were sown in corruption now we will be raised in incorruption we are sown in dishonor we are raised in glory we are sown in a natural body we were raised in a spiritual body the first Adam the scripture says was made a living soul and the last Adam was made a quickening spirit We will be sown in weakness, but we will be raised in power. Our corruptible puts on incorruptible. Our mortal puts on immortality. Praise ye the Lord. He is risen. risen. Amen. Amen. While Jerry comes up, I just want us to uh, contemplate and and, uh, be thankful. Be thankful. That he said through his word that we're the most miserable if we don't walk in that resurrection truth but we do walk in this resurrection truth and with this we have strength and with this the exhortation to stand your ground and to not hold back to throw yourself into whatever the lord put work in front of your face to do that he put before the foundation of the earth And so, Lord, we just thank you and we praise you that you rose from the dead. Thank you that you wanted relationships so much that you three took care of it for us so we could be alive forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.